0: Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on FM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back, Mama. I am so glad you are here with us today. And I am excited because we are going to part two in our series on goals. So we are talking about goals. We are here at the end of the year. As we are recording this, it is the end of the year 2022. And looking back on this past year and looking forward to the year 2023, but it really doesn't matter what year it is. And it doesn't even matter if it's in the December timeframe. When you were listening to this, you can reflect back on the past year wherever you are are and think about what goals you have and today we are talking specifically about health goals what goals do we have in the area of health so last episode we talked about family goals and today we're going to focus on health okay so where I want to start is talk about why Why do we want to get healthy? What are the reasons why we would make this a goal? Why would we spend any effort, any time, any thought into making health a goal or a priority? So some of the reasons, let's explore some of these reasons. One reason is is that you might want to feel better and that's a plain enough reason Right. And you might be curious actually if you aren't actually experiencing life in the healthiest way, in the health healthiest form. And if you are actually thinking about that, I say kudos to you, props to you. That's amazing that you are thinking about that. And if you aren't thinking about that, I encourage you to because That thought is really powerful thinking, hmm, I wonder if I could be healthier. I wonder if maybe the things that I'm experiencing on a regular basis, on a day-to-day basis, maybe I'm not supposed to be feeling that every day. And it's interesting because I didn't really stop and think about that until I did make changes and then looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that life was not supposed to be that way, that that was not healthy. I had no idea that there were things that I could be doing and changes that I could be making and forming new habits to be able to be in the healthiest version possible of me. So maybe that's one of your reasons is just to see, can I feel better? Can I be healthier in this body that I've been given? Another reason might be because your doctor told you to. (laughs) That might be a pretty profound, straightforward reason, Um, but it could be as quote unquote simple as that. Your doctor's like, hey, you need to make some changes. We need to do something different here. And that might be a reason why you want to get healthy. Maybe you were looking around and you see others around you, uh, maybe family members that you have that are getting sick. And you realize that there's something to the phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? And you want to put the time in now to prevent what might be coming later. So especially applicable to family members that you have that might be getting sick or going through various things. And if you know there's specific genetics or propensity or probability, um, or everyone seems to be having this or or. Being so stressed and, and having um, health issues as a result of that, well, huh, maybe I should do some things now to change my lifestyle in order to be able to prevent those things from happening later in life. So that preventative thought, thinking, hmm, what can I do? And along with that, another another reason might be then that that would then in turn lower your cost of healthcare later. So it can be a monetary goal as well, a financial part of that as well, because you don't want to have to be paying for all of these potential healthcare. Um, and medical bills uh, that you might have. And so you can do your part now to get as healthy as you can and develop this healthy lifestyle. So you can avert many things that potentially can come as a result of not living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, Another reason might be that you want to get healthy because you're doing it for others. You're doing it for ones that you love, maybe your spouse, maybe your child, maybe your grandchildren. So they are your motivation and your desire to get healthy and live that healthier lifestyle. Um, Another reason might be simply because you don't fit in your clothes. (laughs) That could be like one to really kick you into it and be like, okay, it's time to get healthy. This is it. Um, Another reason might be because you've been getting depressed or you're seeing signs of depression. And definitely getting healthy can help a lot with that. It really helps a lot of your systems and your overall uh, mental wellness as well. It could be because you want to just really thrive and get all that you can out of life instead of merely just limping along and just merely surviving, um, but rather just having that desire to thrive and get the most out of life that you can. Because when you are healthy and active, then you have so many options available to you of things that you can do and trips you can go on and, and activities you can do. And, and the, the list is really endless when you are, you have your health and, and you are able to just choose the various things that you want to do. So it gives you so many more options in life. Um, and, and in turn, that is also part part of how it can also help lift your spirits and lift your mood because you are being active and you are getting out there and doing things that you love and exploring and trying new things as well. It might be because you want to live longer and you want to increase your health span, um as a few of my guests have put it, so that phrase "health span um was introduced to us uh, by my guests um Dr. Joseph Antoon and uh, Jennifer maynard um, They both talk about that health span and they they are that 's what their company does is be able to help people live longer and not just live longer but also live in strength and live in ability, and not just have more years and more time, but also have that health accompanied with that time. And it's interesting because there was a recent evaluation of 20,000 people that was published in the Public Library of Science Medicine, and it was found that people who exercise regularly, drink alcohol only in moderation, consume a nutritious diet, and avoid smoking, can tack on an additional 14 years of life expectancy. That's crazy. That is so interesting. So let me read that again in case you missed that. If you were kind of like starting to drift away and you hear that I can add 14 years of life expectancy, here's how. You exercise regularly, drink alcohol only in moderation, consume nutritious diet, and avoid smoking that's that's the magic combination. So there you have it. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Like do that combination. You are good. Message me on Instagram. Voila, done. But if you want to keep listening to more like how do I make this a goal, a priority, keep listening. Um, but also one more thing as far as why um, it might be that you want more energy and definitely getting healthy and changing your lifestyle and changing your habits can certainly add to your energy. And then that gives you the desire and the ability to go out and try new things, and then that lifts your spirit. So you see how this is all circular? It all connects, okay? But it's really important to be clear on your why. So these are all different reasons that you might want to get healthy, and you might be thinking about Uh, getting healthy and it's possible that you were already like yep I already know I need to like this is it or maybe you listen to that and you're like oh well that's actually a pretty good reason why oh I never really thought about that one then maybe take that and use that as your why but the thing is is that you need to be very clear on your why when you are endeavoring to set a goal and to see it through and try something new, and make it happen, the key to it is being very, very clear, crystal clear, having a vision of what your why is. And your discomfort needs to be greater than the fear that is going to attack you for stepping out of your comfort zone, and trying new things, and setting this goal. Your discomfort has to be so strong that it compels you to move it compels you into action so is your discomfort so great is it that the doctor said hey you need to make these changes or you're going to be in my office next week or you need to make these changes or you're having surgery like what is the ultimatum but it needs to be an ultimatum like that in your mind that that discomfort is greater than any fears and any resistance that you're going to face you also need to know with conviction that there is no other option in your mind. And that's where the decision, when you hear people talk about goals and and, um, the, and their why, they'll talk about, I made a decision, I decided. And when you do that, it means that you, there's no other option in your mind. This is it and this is I'm going forward. There is no back door, there is no other way out. And like burning the boats, like there's no other way but to go forward and to carry through with this. Something also that I would encourage you to do to help you actually follow through with this, make good on these goals, <clears throat> is put some skin in the game. So this can look like a lot of different things, whatever is something valuable to you that you put out there and put into, like throwing your hat in the ring. But this could be um like, you know, putting some money on it, like a bet, like there's a... um uh, there's many apps that have competitions or you might join a competition at work where it's, you know, can you do these workouts consecutively or, or whoever loses the most weight or whoever eats a salad every meal or just whatever the, the thing is, there's a challenge, right? And uh, you put money into it and then the winner gets the money. Well, you put money into that. So you put something on on the line, you put some skin in the game and you're like, I don't wanna lose that money and I, I would really like to win all that money too. So you've got skin in the game to compel you to actually act and follow through. Maybe it looks like you're paying for a program and again, that's putting money out there for you to be like, okay, I wanna make this worth it, I just paid all this money for this program, I'm gonna follow through and do it. It could look like setting up babysitting for you to go and work out and you know, go to the gym, Meet up with a friend, go out in your neighborhood, whatever that looks like. But again, that's could be money for paying for the babysitter or just setting up that time and that effort. And then it's gonna compel you and force you to go and follow through and do the workout or do your meal prep or do your grocery shopping or whatever that looks like, um, but something like that. So you can be creative in whatever works for you, but I encourage you to put some skin in the game, put something out there that is gonna make you be like, oh, okay, I, I definitely wanna make sure that I do this. And then the last thing I wanna share on things that will really help you be able to accomplish this and get you set up well for success is to get support. And this can look like people Uh, It could be uh, your husband, it could be a best friend, it could be the trainer at the gym, um, or do a program so you're involved in that program and there's accountability in that program, but have support, have accountability. So... That is all encompassed with your why and some tips on how to be successful when you're setting these goals and um, what that looks like just, just setting you up for success. Now let's look at what are some action steps of how to actually create this success and what do you do? So what could changing habits look like for you? Well, there's two ways we're gonna look at this. We can look at this going gradually, Into these changes. And then we'll also look at what it looks like to go full out for these changes. Okay. So remembering that these are, this is our goal to get healthy. You've been specific on what your goal is. So here's an idea here's some ways that it might look like for you to go gradually into these goals, because you need to know how you operate. Because if you have started something big in the past, and you're like, okay, going all out is just not for me. I didn't make those changes that didn't stick. Maybe going gradually is for you. So what does that look like? It looks like changing one or two habits at a time. So for example, I'm going to give you some ideas of what kinds of habits these could be and just pick one or two and work on those and get those down for a little while, a couple of weeks, and then add on another one and do this gradually. So it becomes your routine. It becomes what you normally do. So for example, it could be something like don't bring junk food or tempting foods into the house. Like your rule just is... I don't bring that into the house so that means when you go grocery shopping then you're not getting those things at the grocery store because you're not bringing them into your house and that way that temptation isn't going to be there and you know what i'm talking about (laughs) i don't think i have to be specific on whatever those things are for you but just know that when you are shopping you just know that like not in my house like so that way when you are getting tempted the option isn't there for you and then that way also when you're out of the house when you're at a party or at a friend's house or out to dinner then you can partake in those things and it's a true special treat uh, but you're not having those things and indulging in those things all the time at your house so just getting them out of the house could be one of the simplest ways of helping change your habits another thing that you could do is replace dessert with fruit Or just don't have dessert. So there's a lot of options when it comes to dessert. And the thing is, is that like, I, um, growing up, like dessert was a a normal part of our dinner and like, maybe my parents would disagree with me. Maybe my memory is skewed on that, but like, I just remember dessert being a regular thing. We had dessert like at most meals and that was just a a part of our meal. And so, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, you, we chose with, with our family that we're not going to just have dessert as a main, just a regular thing. It's going to be an every now Um, every now and then kind of a thing and it's not just an expectation so when we have it like it's just a special thing and honestly it's usually like when um, when when the kids ask it's like oh yeah okay we can have it tonight and so that makes it like it's not a a for sure thing or just replace the dessert you're having with something healthier like fruit um, or something like that that satisfies that sweetness but it's it's a better option Um, Another idea of going gradually, changing habits slowly and gradually, is put double the amounts of veggies on your plate. So it could just be as simple as that. At dinner, double up the veggies that you normally put on your plate. So that could be something that you work on incorporating. Thinking about sleep, because sleep has such a huge impact on our health. Uh, One of these small Gradual goals you can do is go to bed a half hour earlier. Um, And so just plan on that and just like okay, this is my thing. I'm just going to go to bed half an hour earlier and that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm going to do. And just start doing that and see how having that extra sleep makes such a difference and such an impact in your overall health because it can affect everything. It can affect your mood, your ability to think and react and uh, think clearly. Um, All these things, it can have such a major impact. And then along with that with sleep, um, another thing, Another option for you um, is you're like, okay, going to bed a half an hour earlier, that's a little much for me. I can't handle that, but maybe you could handle just starting a wind down routine at night before you go to bed. So this could include things like no electronics an hour before you go to bed, not watching any news um, or being very careful about what you're consuming. And reading and watching and putting into your mind a half an hour before you go to bed so just being more aware of that you know downtime and and preparing for bed to prepare you to sleep well um especially these are things that are great especially if you're someone that does suffer from insomnia or difficulty with sleeping these are really uh, these might be great places to start for you Another habit to um, try to incorporate is uh, in the morning then. So we went to sleep and then waking up in the morning and say three things that you are grateful for before opening your eyes in the morning. So just maybe even just that difference sets you in a different mindset, ready and prepared for the day. And it would be amazing to see just that one habit working on that, how that can have such a major impact on your productivity, on your day, on your mood, on the way you see things. And then staying with that thought of of getting up and habits to do um, to change for getting up is um, to help you with hydration and drinking water. So place a glass of water the night before. Place it by your bed and drink it before you get up. And so that way you're, you're hydrating, you're starting with water, you're flushing out the toxins in your body and just um, getting the day started off really well. That's a great, great way to start your day. So it might be something as simple as that. It's just putting a glass of water by your bed at night and then drinking that. It's ready for you in the morning. Um, another idea of a habit that you could just use to gradually make these changes um is thinking about your habit of eating out and so maybe if you're someone that eats out quite a few let's say you eat out three nights a week maybe you eat out every friday night saturday and you go out tuesday night let's say um so just eat out one night less a week maybe make it just a small habit change like that so whatever your normal thing is just one less okay so that could be a really great place to start uh, Another idea is to get activity and action um, in, is to walk more steps than you did the day before. It could be just as simple as that. Just like, okay, I need to walk more than, and you don't have to have a fancy watch or anything counting that and doing steps. Like you don't need to do that. Just being aware of how much you are walking in general and just make the effort to walk more than you did the day before. And that could include standing and taking more if you work on the computer and meetings, like standing um, when you're on the phone call or just incorporating more movement into your day like that. And then the last idea I have for you for gradually changing your habits is um, in the vein of helping to get more steps in. One way you can do that is to park further away in the parking lot everywhere you go and I know you see people do this especially with their fancy cars and park them far away so that you don't get dinged and don't worry about that and maybe you have the fancy car and you're already doing that so that's great or maybe you don't it doesn't matter but just park further away and that way you're already running the errands but that way you're getting more steps in and so that can be a way to just incorporate get creative with this I would love to hear the ideas that you have or things that you have already done successfully in your life or things that you are looking to do um, but that, that's just a small list of ideas of ways that you can gradually change your habits. So pick one or two of those and incorporate them into your life, into your daily routine. And then after a couple of weeks, it becomes what you do. And then you're ready to add in another one and then go from there. All right, so I thought I might have time to get into the second one, but I don't think I have enough time. So um, then after talking about our gradual habit change, what we're going to do is then Next, we're going to talk about going full out. Maybe you're someone that's like, you know what? The, doing those little steps here and there, like that isn't going to work for me. I need to just jump into something and just go full out and do it. So that's what we're going to talk about next. But first, we're going to take a break. So you are listening to Moms for Wellness with Jenny Hardy, with me, on uh, my podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, And we're also on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV on YouTube. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. So we just covered all of a whole bunch of reasons why we would want to get healthy and then what that can look like if we gradually go into making our changes towards our goal of health. But what would it look like if we want to go full out? If you're someone that's like, nope, just give it to me, let's just do this. So, what might that look like? What are some options for you? So, going full out into your goals might look like joining a gym and just committing to working out three to five days a week. Like, that is my goal and I'm going to go for it. Um, it could look like signing up with a personal trainer and you have that personal responsibility or personal accountability and they tailor a program to you and work with you through that. Um, it could look like meeting with a dietitian and getting a plan that is tailored to you. So you have that support and you have that understanding of exactly what you need to do. It could be something like using a food service like Nutrition for Life to have healthy meals delivered to you. So that's Nutrition for Longevity. That's uh, Dr. Joseph Antoon and uh, Jennifer Maynard have talked about that, guests on past podcasts, and I can certainly put the link in the show notes, if that is something that interests you, but doing something like that. So you don't have to do all the meal prep or using that for a couple of your meals for the week, something similar to that. Uh, it could look like doing a complete program that everything is all right there and you just follow the steps and go through that. And that could look like something like the 30 days to healthy living. And, uh, you can certainly check out episode 46. I can link to that as well. Um, that I talked all about what the 30 days to healthy living, Living looks like, and just giving a reset for your health. It could be a commit to overhaul your grocery shopping. So, just committing to when I go grocery shopping, I am not buying the junk food, I am not getting the soda, I am going to stick with fruits and veggies and lean meats and protein. And so, it could be something like that, like just staying steadfast to what I get at the grocery store. It could be something like committing to paying attention to lowering your sugar intake and really being vigilant about the amount of sugar that you are consuming. Um, It could look like cutting out, in general, all those acidic, addictive, allergenic foods that are in your diet, cutting out inflammatory foods. and Again, we've talked about these in past episodes as well, and we're talking about foods like things like fried food, dairy, gluten, soy, all these things that are wreaking havoc in our bodies and we don't even realize it. Um, Another thing it could look like is committing to eating in and cooking healthy homemade meals. If you're someone that is used to eating out a lot or you're like, oh, I don't know what was planned. You know, I don't have anything planned. Let's just eat out. Let's just pick up something, grab something. And before you know it, you're doing that so much. And the thing is, there's so much hidden not goodness in, in foods when you eat out. And so you can save so much and have so much healthier, so much healthier meals by cooking, merely cooking at home. So just making maybe that commitment to cooking meals at home is a huge commitment for you because that's not already in your lifestyle. So doing something like that. So these are all ways that it might look like for you if you are going full out and like I am going to commit to this, I'm going to do this. And there's benefit to both ways and it doesn't really matter which way you go, but here's the thing. There are two main keys that need to be a part of either way that you choose to go, okay? Number 1, You have to have the desire and be committed to see the outcome. Remember back in the beginning when we talked about your why and having your your, the pain and discomfort be greater than the fear and the resistance that you're going to face. You have to have that desire. You have to be very clear on your why and be committed to see the outcome, no matter which way you choose. And then number two, you need to have support. So who can be your support? Your husband, a friend, your bestie, your workout buddy, your trainer, your neighbor, your program coach, whoever it is, or a group of people, it could be a group of friends, but you need to have a support. So make sure you have a support in the goals that you have set and the things that you want to change okay so that is has been all focused on you and getting your health goals set and following through on them and the benefits that they can be to you and to your family in general but i want to turn our attention to getting our kids healthy because in reality if you are working on your health then that in turn is actually working on your kids' health too, as a byproduct, right? Because they are watching and you are the one cooking the meals and shopping and preparing them for your family. And this is actually where it all started for me because it wasn't until there was a glaring need in my kids' lives that I really started focusing on the power of food, using food as fuel, food being used as the powering agent for our body, food as a catalyst for change in our health. And yes, food is powerful, it really is. So please treat it that way and really be aware that it can either be adding to your health or it can be detracting from your health. So. Let me ask you why your child might want to get healthy, or why you would want your child to be healthy. Because we looked at a list of reasons in the beginning of the episode about why we would want to be healthy, right? But what are some reasons specific to our kids? Why do we want them to be healthy? So let's explore this a little bit. What are some of the reasons that our kids might want to be healthy? Well, for them to be able to have a body that works and functions the way it was designed to, and this applies and affects everything in their life so to have them have a healthy body and have that ability to run and jump and play and do all the things that kids do is such a gift to be able to give them also another reason is that making healthy choices now sets them up for a successful life in making healthy decisions so what they are exposed to now what they get used to now what habits they set now are going to set them up for success or for failure, so let's make it be for success, for helping them to be healthy as they grow up and as they become adults and go live on their own and start making their own decisions. Um, Another reason for them to be healthy is so that they can play sports and be active. So when they have a healthy body, they're able to play these sports and do all these activities. Um, Also another reason is actually to reduce difficulty in school. It is amazing the connection between nutrition, good nutrition, and school performance because what you feed your body has a profound impact on your mind and your focus and your attention span and your ability to accomplish things when you fuel yourself well I mean think about it like when you were a kid and like if you remember doing the standardized test and they always say eat a good breakfast that morning don't have a bunch of sugary stuff like they want you to really be able to focus and sit well and not be fidgety and like we want them to be like that every day right and along with that Having healthy habits will help reduce ADD and ADHD symptoms, and it can also reduce or eliminate stomach or gut discomfort. And let me tell you, there is a lot of that going on in our children. They might not be able to explain that to you, but also it kind of goes back to like if. This is all we've known and we don't know anything different. We don't know that we're not supposed to be feeling that way. So these are all just a small list of reasons why we might want our kids to be healthy. And then the, the next reason I want to share is a huge one. And this reason for helping our kids be healthy is to avoid the obesity epidemic. And yes, it is an epidemic. One in five children is obese. Let me say that again, one in five children is obese. The prevalence of obesity was 19.7% and it affected about 14.7 million children and adolescents. Children with obesity are more likely to develop other serious health problems, including heart disease and type two diabetes. They They are also more likely to suffer from anxiety, depression, And low self-esteem. Obese youth are more likely to have bone and joint problems, sleep apnea, social and psychological problems such as stigmatization and poor self-esteem. And the thing is that also problems and difficulty in school and learning are showing up as young as kindergarten for children that are obese. Kindergarten. This is a huge deal. This is a huge issue. And the thing is, is that it's, it's um, decided upon by BMI, the body mass index. And so I want to give you a little breakdown for you to understand the, um, what we're talking about. So the BMI, you are considered underweight if your BMI is below the fifth percentile. And then you're considered a healthy weight if your BMI is between the 5th and the 85th percentile. So that's a huge range, 5th and 85th percentile, okay? Then you're considered overweight if your BMI is between the 85th percentile and the 95th percentile, okay? And then obesity is when you have a BMI that is the 95th percentile or above, And that's what we're talking about right now. The obesity is the 95th percentile or above, and that number is growing and has grown drastically since the pandemic. Children with a higher BMI were more likely to show signs of visceral fat and artery stiffness, both risk factors for cardiovascular disease. There was also a higher rate of children diagnosed with type 2 diabetes since the pandemic, Okay, so the this is huge, and I really want us to be aware of this and grasp the understanding that this isn't just a trendy thing like, oh, let's be healthy. Like, this is life or death. This is important, and so we really want to be teaching our children to be healthy. So how do we do that? How do we help our children be healthy? How do we help them make healthy decisions and create healthy habits. Well, I have 10 ways that we can do that. Number one, drastically, and I mean drastically lower screen time. And this came out of especially the past couple years through the pandemic. As you can imagine, screen time skyrocketed and out of necessity really because kids were online for school, but then their time online has stayed very, very high. And so they're very accustomed to be online. And what does that mean? That means they are not active. They are sitting, they are sedentary. So they've turned very sedentary. And that has drastically affected their overall health. So the number one thing that you can do, mom, is to take your mama authority that you were given and reduce, drastically reduce that screen time that your child is on. And let me just say, if if you need some encouragement with this that you have the authority as their mom you were given there to be able to help them make good decisions and you have the ability and the authority to tell them when they can and can't be on a screen and so use that because it really is for their health so I encourage you to be aware of how much time that they are on a screen and then really help them to drastically reduce that time. Number two get more sleep sleep ah it keeps coming up over and over again but it's so so important and i know you can call me out on this too but especially for our kids it's really important to help them set a a bedtime and have that routine because they need their rest that's when their minds rejuvenate that's when their bodies rejuvenate and that just helps them set up good habits for life but also gives them what they need as they are growing. So that's number two is get more sleep. Number three, stay or if you're not yet physically active. Okay, so we've reduced the screen time. We're getting more sleep, and now let's get active. Let's do things. So this could look like a lot of different things. It could be organized like on a sports team. Get them on a sports team if they're not already on one. It could be something like family outings and um, just going on bike rides, going on hikes, and and maybe making traditions of family outings. We have different traditions of doing certain hikes together, and we go on a hike on New Year's Day and just having different traditions be a part of what you do as a family that are active um throw a dance party just have have fun like let loose like do different things and just like say hey we're going to go outside and run around the house or we're going to go and walk around the block or whatever it is but just encourage it to be fun and spontaneous and just really encourage that physical activity number four Provide healthier options for them to eat. So, this could look like a lot of things. So, one is the snacks that they're having. So, have a fruit bowl and put it out and have it be filled with fruit and let them just be able to pick at it anytime they want to and encourage them to have fruit as an option for a snack on top of anything else. Another option for snacks that you can do is um, get all kinds of things like trail mix and granola bars and protein bars and just put them in a basket and have those available that they know that they can go and grab when they're hungry or um, add to their lunch and just the things that you provide them start having them be healthier options for them serve them good healthy meals and just be an example to them in in what you know we talked a lot in the beginning about our health goals and what we want to do, but then in turn, we are also being an example to them by what we do and what we choose to do, what we choose to serve them. And then offer them choices. So if, if for dinner that night, if you say like, do you want the broccoli or the asparagus, which one should we cook tonight? Um, Let them choose. So when they have more of a part in it and more of a say in it, then they have that ownership of, and it's like, oh, I chose the broccoli. I'm definitely going to eat that. Or I really like this one and so they they can't go wrong with either of those choices so give them choices like that where they can be involved and then that gives them ownership of the choice as well number five teach them to read labels so depending on the age of your child this might not be appropriate but as they get older have them understand that reading the labels and understanding what's on it is really important and and don't have it be overwhelming for them you don't need to go over every single thing that's on them but just you know pick out things that you want to look for things that you don't want to look for and maybe just starting with three simple things like looking at the trans fat um, looking at the grams of sugar and, and sodium levels and just paying attention to those three and being like okay we, we don't want these things in it we don't want these to be high look how much sugar is in that. look how much sodium is in that and just really comparing and them having an understanding of what is in different foods and different products and different companies too, the differences between them. Number six, reduce stress. I know it might sound kind of crazy to be talking about our children <laughs> and reducing stress, but it's true because they can feel a lot and they can absorb a lot. So anything that we can do as their parents to be able to give them a as calm of possible home life and and stable as possible just reduce those major stress things so you know any ways that you can do that I mean their life doesn't need to be like you know perfectly flat um but they need to learn a lot and see conflict and and be able to see that resolved and and learn from that in a healthy way but i'm talking about things that you can avoid things like maybe talking about things in the news that aren't necessarily appropriate age appropriate or just the things that you discuss or the way that you talk to them or the the um hurriedness or just different things that you could do think about the day um from your child's perspective, and think if there's any things that you can do to personally um, help to reduce their stress levels. Uh, Number seven, drink lots of water. no sodas, no juices, no, just lots of water. And one way that maybe you can do this um, is make it fun. So get them a fun water, bo- water bottle that they love. And uh, one of the ways I know I've heard from a ton of people, my kids included, is when you have the straw in the water bottle, they tend to drink a lot more. because like, oh, it's fun, and I like my water bottle, and it's pretty, or I put stickers on it, or whatever it is. Like, use that to be able to encourage them to drink more water. Number eight make it fun for them. So this can look like a lot of things, like when they were little, you know, you did airplanes in their mouth. So maybe your kids are at that stage. Um, create shapes um, with their food, like all different kinds of shapes and get creative. There's so many fun things that you can do. Um, one of them is making penguins out of bananas. And I believe we actually have a picture of this. So people that are watching on YouTube, you get to see this. If you're just listening, you're definitely going to want to check out the YouTube channel. So, you have, But there they are, the cutest little penguins oh my goodness these are so cute so it's it's bananas you cut them in half and then you um dip the end in chocolate and put little eyes and a nose on you can use um almonds and then little feet and use the chocolate to put them on um they're just absolutely adorable so you're definitely going to want to check out the picture but there's a lot of different ideas like that that you can do to just make it fun for them to um eat healthy food uh number nine plant a garden. Have salads at most meals eat the rainbow have them be involved in the process of where their food comes from and growing it and then number 10 monitor the things that they watch and listen to and who they hang out with and this some of these uh were added in as a mixture of uh, my list but i also asked my kids i'm like what are some things that we you know what would you say to to have kids be healthy and and how moms can help them and um this was one that was added and so while it might not sound like it's directly related to health it actually is because the you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most so who are they being surrounded with by what are they watching online and you know the times that they are online and on on screens monitor that, pay close attention to that because that affects who they are, that affects their overall health. So those are the 10 ways I wanted to share with you specifically of how we can help our children and just talk to them about creating healthy habits. Make it a conversation and talk about what different foods do to their bodies and explain that some make them super active and it's hard to sit still. Some nourish them and give them the right support and the energy to run and play and think and have sustained, um, energy and just have them involved in the process. And even, uh, being able to come up with what meals you're having um like if, if you know if you've listened to any episodes you know that I'm a planner I plan out my meals for several weeks at a time and you know I'll, often I'm just like okay you know what meals do you guys want because some of them they look at the list and like oh yay and others like oh not looking forward to that um or some of them are like oh don't make that meal when I'm washing the dishes because that's produces a lot of dishes. So so have them be involved in the process and, and make some of the decisions, go grocery shopping with you because the more that they are involved, the more that they're going to be invested and understand and really take ownership of making healthy decisions and it becomes a lifestyle when we do that. And just like any goal, decide your why and have a decided heart, whether it's for you personally or for your family and just decide that there is no turning back because your child's future health depends on it. Start making the changes now. Use this time of reflection on the past year and looking forward to the new year to make decisions that will make a lasting difference for years and actually generations to come. I hope this episode on health goals has been helpful to you and has clarified why and how you can make health a priority for yourself and for your children in the upcoming year. So go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's any things that I missed and ideas that you have of ways that you are getting healthy and helping your children to get healthy. And definitely go ahead and share this episode with a mom friend who you want to help make a similar health decision and goals for herself and her family this next year. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.